Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America, as always probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my next guest is Mr. Mark Wenzel, who is one of the world's great mimes, and we're, we're so blessed and honored to have him here. He's also an actor in television and movies and commercials and modeling, and uh, Mark has actually been a mime artist at major theme parks such as Disney. Disneyland, SeaWorld, Universal Studios, uh, Knott's Berry Farms. He's done festivals, fairs, conventions, clubs, movie premieres, and magazine covers. And uh, he has some roving characters, including Professor Wes Weasley and director Auto Focus. And uh, we're so blessed and honored to have uh, Mark here to talk about all that uh, he he d- he does. And uh, Mark, it's, it's it's great that you're you're here today and we also want to talk about you know street performing and how we don't want to say it's a dying art and we want want to preserve that so there's a lot of great subjects we want to talk about as well as that you teach classes uh on the internet i've been watching and i've been getting so fascinating about them and i i'm not realize how much time and effort goes into that so thank you so first of all well, thank you thank you so much mike yeah it's one of these things i was like a, a, a little kid and the ymca that i at, uh went to was very active and every year put on a circus and so six years old there i am you know here come the tiny tots and <laughs> i'm doing forward rolls but once you've learned to be in front of a crowd uh, the rest is easy. That's the number one fear is speaking in front of a crowd. And once you've conquered that, then you can be an actor or you can be a politician or even a, a priest or a used car salesman. <laughs> you know? But it's that one fear of being in front of a crowd. And I was able to conquer that very, you know, at a very young age. And like a lot of people, I, I got the theater bug. You know, I saw things on TV. And I thought, wait a minute, I, you know, some guy juggling on the Ed Sullivan show. I said, I can do that. And I actually taught myself to juggle, and I didn't realize until somebody pointed out that I juggle completely in reverse of what everybody else should be juggling, because I taught myself. Nobody really, you know, showed me how to do it. But that was the thing. And uh, you're riding a unicycle. And I, I just talked to my wife uh, recently because we'd seen, uh, what is it, Ford versus Ferrari, all about the big cars and, the, you know, and things like that. And I said, I, I'm, I'm maybe not a real man. I don't know anything about sports or cars. <laughs> but, I, you know, it was a whole different realm then. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, gymnastics were taught. You know, uh, and and uh, uh, as I said, at a very young age, I was riding a unicycle, and uh, you know, uh, we'd walk on stilts, we'd do all of these things. And the circus arts—they've come back with Cirque du Soleil and a lot of these things. Uh, you know, the circus arts have come back. There is no clown college anymore at Ringling yeah. Brothers. Uh, there is no Ringling Brothers even anymore. But they do push a lot of, like, the gymnastics and things like that, which is interesting for the kids. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I never was raised playing soccer. And so I see these kids running back and forth on the field, and I go, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but, you know, when uh, I see more of, like, the Olympics, and I go, oh, okay, now, we, you know, here's something that they actually have, have been working on. And that's kind of how I was raised. 
And then, lucky as I was, I was able to go to a uh, performing arts school, like fame, singing and dancing in the hallways. And so this was a school where I didn't even have to take you know, chemistry or math or anything. It was all theatrical stuff. And so singing and dancing and, and uh, sword fighting and Shakespeare. And the mime was a big part of it. And uh, for some reason at that school, we had several different mime teachers that came in. Uh, because the character ballet uh, that they that they do, um, like in Sleeping Beauty, it's an old man that plays the witch, and it's not really a dancing role; it's more mime. And so I learned it from that. But at that time, uh, this is uh, about the same, you know, before you know, uh, or let's say Robert Shields was was making noise in San Francisco and things like that. Uh, I was really doing uh, all of this in San Diego, uh, the beautiful uh, Balboa Park in San Diego. And, uh, uh, you know, on a weekend, thousands and thousands of people. And, you know, here's the, the fun thing to, to watch a, a little show. And I expanded from that and uh, was able to um, uh, get into World's Fairs and, uh, you know, as you were saying, all the theme parks and things. Yeah. But what's what's interesting now? I, uh, the first the first Star Wars, uh, when that movie came out, it was only like in one theater, and uh, in town, and would only have like three showings. And so here's a here's a thousand people standing outside waiting in line, and it was great. I was able to pass the hat, and uh, you know I did pretty well. You know, just working, entertaining these crowds waiting. I did the same sort of thing um, at the fairs when they were waiting for uh, concerts. Because uh, uh, a lot of times uh, at fairgrounds and things like that, uh, the entertainment is free. And so people get there hours early and because, uh, you know, they don't have tickets or anything. And so here would be this nice crowd. And so I would change it from a crowd to an audience. You know, have them learn to focus in on something. And so then when the headliner came out, boom, they were ready for it. And so that that's really the, the, the fun of it is uh, that sort of thing. And, of course, the, the crazy thing, people always say, oh, the mimes, uh, you know, you're following people. But it's like Candid Camera or any of the punk shows. Everybody's in on the joke but one person. <laughs> you know, so that's it, it kind of the you know the the fun of it, and uh, you know the even like candy camera caught in the uh, you know caught being themselves, and so that's kind of what you know I was doing for for years and years, and still you know performing at the at the fairs and things like that. You know, it was a little bit different at uh, Disneyland when I worked there. Uh, SeaWorld, once again, it was, you know, following the people. Disneyland was a little bit different because I was in New Orleans Square, and so it was a little bit more atmosphere and things like that. But, you know, I, they had a, a, a shop that sold glassware. Well, I could stand there with a glass slipper and, and pretend to try it on ladies' feet. I could do that bit all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so, But one of the things that's interesting now is that uh, the the cell phones have come out, and here is the you know the entire world internet in the palm of your hand, and for the first time in history, uh, people aren't bored. 
You know, you, you used to sit and wait and be bored standing in line or at the doctor's office or any of these sort of things. Now, no one is bored anymore. And it's a, it's a little odd because it's kind of taken away uh, really the, the street theater. Uh, you know, you think back for, uh, uh, oh, the buskers in, in London, they call them the Pearly Kings. And, you know, they were before the show would open and things like that. And they were many times better than the show itself. And, and that's, you know, it, all of a sudden now people aren't, you know, not looking up. You know, you can watch this mime or you can see everything else in the world <laughs> in the palm of your hand. And it's a, it's a little tough now, and I'm afraid it's kind of taking away some of the uh, uh, the joy that people had of, you know, the, the street theater. I try to do more with the mime. You know, a lot of them, they say, well, you know, you, they stand still as statues or uh, they're trapped inside a box and things like that. But it's it's more fun to work with the people rather than say, you know, here, I, I you know, I've got like a, a little circle around me and watch me do tricks. I would always involve the people a little bit more. At Disneyland, I got to where I could act out, you know, uh, all of the characters, uh, you know, the Disney characters and things like that. I, you know, we could do uh, charades. <laughs> okay, it sounds like, you know, kind of thing. Uh, Stromboli. Uh, from uh, uh, Pinocchio, the bad guy Stromboli. Well, it kind of sounds like strong bowling. <laughs> so I would, you know, you would, okay, it sounds like. So that's the kind of stuff that I did. You know, you take it a little bit further. I try to talk to people without saying anything. And that's why I've been able to make it as a mime. Because it's not so much a, a formalized show. I mean, I was able to uh, meet with Marcel Marceau and chatted with him on several occasions. And no one does that show anymore. No one can do that. Uh, no one has the patience to sit and watch a two-hour show with one person and no sound. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the way that the world has changed. But there still is a, is a market for the performing uh, you know, all of the Cirque du Soleil, they have, you know, people that work beforehand uh, to warm up the shows. Uh, these warm-up acts are, you know, a lot of what uh, I did. Uh, even there, uh, well, you're there in Central Florida, uh, but the uh, SeaWorld has been using, you know, mimes ever since uh, I started with them. And that was in 75 uh, <laughs> when I started with them. And uh, uh, they've been using them at their parks ever since, simply because it's a it's a great way for like oh the seal and otter show, which is supposed to be their comedy show. So now you have comedy that warms up, and you're warming up the people to laugh. And you know a lot of things, uh, especially the theme parks. It's so odd. Most theaters you enter from the back and go down. At theme parks you enter from the front and go up. And so you have these people going up the stairs, and so it's much easier to follow them and, and you know, make fun of their little idiosyncrasies, <laughs> you know, their nuances of human nature and things like that. But that's, you know, that's the, the fun of it. As I say, you know, the whole crowd is in on it, and they don't want the guy to know that he's being followed. Mm. But uh, that's, you know, what's going on. But it still is... Uh, uh, you know, even without the uh, makeup on, uh, 
you know, which is the traditional mime makeup. I don't really wear stripes and suspenders, but I do have the white makeup on. But it makes your face louder is basically what it is. You're trying to tell a story with just your hands and face. And so that's why you see a lot of mimes will wear white gloves also to make their hands bigger. But you're, that's all you have to tell the story are your hands and face. you got to make sure that uh, you can see your face. You know, just like a microphone, make your voice louder. You've got to have some sort of amplification. So that's kind of why the makeup. But then you will see people that work, you know, without the makeup and things like that. But a lot of uh, uh, mimes that I know are now um, the living statues. First thing they teach in mime school is how to stand still. So that still is a popular thing. People dressed as, uh, you know, as a Greek statue with uh, white and, and paint all over their entire body so that they look like a statue. So you do see some of that going on. I've actually done some, not the statue work, but uh, I model for uh, Disney Animation uh, and a lot of the, um, oh, the, the Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers, uh, a lot of the people that, uh, you know, do animation here, and uh, they always like to have a model come in. And so uh, uh, I'll dress, uh, you know, all different kinds of costumes. And uh, then you stand there while they draw you. So it's, 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 it's part of what uh, you learn. But I've, I've been able to, because of knowing show business, I'm able to go into all these different directions. Uh, you know, as I, uh, we were talking about, uh, I'm, I'm regularly on the Conan O'Brien show. Uh, as, uh, you know, they bring me in for bits and pieces. I mean, one they did that was very funny as they were talking about this is the first Cirque du Soleil, the original cast. And the curtain opens, and, of course, it's a bunch of old people, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, there's some little old lady, and she's trying to do forward rolls, and some guy's waving like a hula hoop. And I came out on a unicycle with a walker. So there you go. There's comedy. <laughs> So, uh, but it's uh, it's an interesting art form because it it combines a lot of acting with dance, and it's one of the things that is still taught in you know acting schools. Because if you can really believe that you have you know something fake in your hand uh, enough that the audience believes it, well then you know you're become a pretty good actor. Okay, Mark, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back for our next segment of this edition of our program today. My guest today is Mark Wenzel, who is a world-famous mime street performer, actor, and uh, we're so blessed and honored to have uh, Mark here calling us today from beautiful Los Angeles, California, and... uh, Mark has had such a great career, and we're so blessed and honored to have him here today. You are listening to the Mike Carroll Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, partly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my, next, my guest today is a great vibe, a street performer, a juggler, a unicyclist, and great overall a performer, also involved in movies and TV and theater, Mr. Mark Wenzel from uh, beautiful Los Angeles, California. 
California, one of the foremost uh, mimes in the the country. And uh, we're we're so glad that we could talk about mimes and street performing and, you know, good old fashioned, uh, you know, uh, entertainment. You know, back in the day, Mark's time and even my time, we remember when when mimes or clowns or, you know, performers could put a smile on our face, just just make us feel good. And uh, we're so glad that Mark uh, has been doing that for a very long time, and he is still doing that. Again, my guest, Mark Wenzel. And Mark, pleasure and honor you could join me today. Thanks so much. We truly do appreciate it. Am I talking too much for a mime? No, 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 that's, that's, that's uh, fine. One question I did want to ask, Mark, because I did see that one of the places you perform, it says here, is the U.S. Senate. Is, that, is there an interesting, real interesting story with this, sir? Yes, I was, I was uh, very good friends with uh, Pete Wilson. And so uh, he was the mayor of San Diego, and then, of course, he was uh, in the Senate, and then the governor of California. And so they asked me to, uh, you know, go to many of his, uh, uh, you know, parties and functions and things like that. So, yeah, I was in the, there I am riding a unicycle, like, through the Senate. <laughs> and, of course, they're pointing at me, oh, that's, that must be the California delegation right there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've 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 done some crazy things. I actually worked for a radio station. There was a mime working for a radio station, if you can imagine that. But what I did was promotions for them and opened uh, rock and roll concerts as, as a little promo. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun in, in the Senate. Uh, I mean, it was very interesting to to see all of the. Uh, uh, there's all sorts of little sneaky things that you can get from one place to the other, underground, and all of these. There's a lot of stuff that's hidden in there, which is kind of fun. But, uh, no, I, I worked, uh, you know, I've worked some of these, uh, uh, you know, strange uh, places where you wouldn't expect a mime, but uh, because uh, they knew me, and a lot of times it's, it is. It's just, uh, it's, it's having like a... You know, a nice, happy face welcoming you into something, you know, makes it makes all the difference in the world. But, uh, yeah, I still uh, run into Pete Wilson periodically. I wish he'd gone all the way to president. I would have uh, worked my way right up to it. I mean, I asked him when he was the governor, I said, you know, can is there a position for the state fool? And he said, well, the position is already filled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Pete Wilson, but but uh, yeah, that was a fun. I've done um, you know uh, middle of the Atlantic Ocean on cruise ships. <laughs> so I've done uh, you know some of the some of the craziest uh, uh, places that you can imagine. Uh, I went all through uh, China uh, with uh, Ben Vereen and Kate Jackson and Lauren Green. Uh, and we were riding bicycles, but they wanted a mime who could talk to the Chinese. And uh, same thing, I, I've done uh, circuses in Europe. Man, it's the same sort of act I always did, but all of a sudden I'm, I'm speaking French and Italian and uh, German and all of these different languages because I'm the mime. That's kind of why the mime became popular in Europe. Uh, in the United States, if every state had a different language, there would be more mimes. <laughs> but, you know, when you travel through Europe and all of a sudden you, you know, okay, well, what am I speaking here? This is Dutch. This is this. 
If you do the mime, you speak all the languages. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I went on talking again, didn't I? No, that, that, that's fine. You know, so one thing we wanted to talk about, Mark, is that, you know, being a mime, there's no talking. And I understand, now I want to get his name right, Marceau... What was it? Uh, Marcel Marceau, sure. He did, didn't he do interviews and he did actually talk and, and talk oh, to yes, people? Yes, <laughs> it was very famous. He was on uh, uh, Johnny Carson many times talking about it. And uh, I mean, he first appeared uh, in 1957. I know all of this stuff. <laughs> I think, or maybe 59, on the Red Skeleton Show. Right. And I remember seeing in Red Skeleton says, here's this famous uh, Frenchman. We're going to have him on. And I remember he he was doing the famous walking in the wind, and this is this is a kind of an interesting just to show you how everything nothing is new in the world, the walking in the wind exercise. And of course he's facing the audience, and it looks like the wind is blowing him backwards. And as he's walking, it looks like he's being blown backwards. Okay, if you turn it sideways, so he's going sideways in front of the audience. It's now Michael Jackson's moonwalk. It is the same illusion. Everybody goes, oh, the moonwalk, the moonwalk. <laughs> Marcel Marceau was doing it 30 years before <laughs> Michael Jackson thought of it. <laughs> wow. so it just shows you how, you know, people say, oh, gosh, I don't like mimes. But it's so involved in it. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, you see faces on TV in commercials, and they don't say anything. But the face has to do the talking. That's what they always say in, uh, you know, in, in movies. Uh, you know, you're just, you're acting with your eyes. So, but, uh, you know, that, <clears throat> nothing is, is, uh, is, is that original. I mean, stuff has been going on for years and years. I mean, I always like the, uh, you know, how did the, the mimes get the white face? And I always love, because there's several theories about it, but my favorite is that uh, in the Middle, e Middle Ages, uh, people would go to the marketplace and jugglers and singers and things would go there because that's a place where money changed hands. And so all of a sudden you had money. So here comes this goofy guy and he's running around and being crazy and they grab him and they shoved his head in the flower bin. And he came up and said, oh my gosh, look at this. This looks great on my face. That's always my favorite story about how the mimes got their white face. Oh, great. Now, Mark, I wanted to ask you a, a question because I saw one of your your great videos. You're, you're an usher there, and one of the funniest scenes was where I guess a woman was trying to get back in into the row, and you grab this big, giant, burly guy and swing him over, and he's just he's just laughing up, cracking up. Everyone's having a good time. But is there ever some times where... Maybe the guy isn't is, is happy about it. Or... Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have had I have had a few drinks on thrown on me and things like that. Uh, uh, you know, mostly as, as I say, the people are if uh, more embarrassed because they look around and here's five thousand people staring at him. <laughs> they yeah. are not used to that at all. But oh no, uh, some people don't you know take it. It's all in fun. Yeah. Uh, just like, uh, you know, um, stand-up comics, you know, will make fun of people in the audience. Hi, where are you from? Is a standard for, you know, uh, stand-up comics. Hi, where are you from? And they'll say something and immediately 
they'll go on about, you know, that's, you know, that's a terrible town or that's this and that. Uh, but it's the same sort of thing. You're, you're, you're making, you know, you're, you're pointing out the funny things that there are in life. You know, because, I mean, the, the, the one that, uh, you know, everybody thinks of, it's been seen a lot. There's this man dragging his wife behind him by the hand. Well, I'll pull her hand up, put my hand in, and he's dragging me all over. <laughs> Never looks behind him to see if there's something different. <laughs> uh-huh. And so we've, we've, you know, we've caught them unawares, that sort of thing. And, uh, and then a lot of what I would do is, um, you know, I borrow people's hats because all of a sudden the hat creates a whole character. You put a baseball hat on, you know, and you can do a whole baseball routine. You know, you turn it backwards and you're a gang member. You get two baseball hats, you put them together, you're Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that's, if you can do that and, and ride, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, the laugh. The laugh is kind of like a wave. I mean, you can get it to where right when it's starting, it crests, and then it's starting to go down, and then if you can pull another gag in as it's going up. I was able to watch Jack Benny in, like, I think it might have been his last show and uh, before he died. And, of course, he was just so great and so relaxed, and the bits just came so easy to him. But it was the timing of it. You know, to work because he was just taking his time, and and you know, I'm I'm lucky that I was able to see, you know, these these people. Uh, you know, nowadays the stand-up comics and things, pantomime is not part of their bag of tricks. Uh, everyone talks, but and in the old days, Jackie Gleason, Red Skelton, Dick Van Dyke. Um, all of these, uh, Jerry Lewis, pantomime was a big part of of uh, a comic's routine, you know, from vaudeville, I guess, and things like that. So it's interesting to watch, uh, you know, luckily I was able to see, you know, the greats work at it. Wow. So as we, we mentioned that, the, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, skills to learn and you offer these free videos on YouTube or is it eHow or? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, they, they came by and, and uh, just like I'm doing now, they couldn't shut me up. They just ran the camera. And, okay, here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. But a lot of people, you know, there are exercises for the hands and face, just like when somebody goes to a gym and exercises their muscles. The face and hands are all muscles, and there's exercises for them. And that's what I teach, and I kind of explain some of the things and, uh, you know, do a few routines for the people and even show the makeup and things like that. So it is kind of interesting. I do have all of these, uh, and they're, uh, you know, people watch them like crazy. I mean, I look at them. And, uh, uh, I mean, I get thousands and thousands of views. I mean, I, I just did a Cardi B, B, Cardi B music video, and uh, she has already 187 million views, so it's a little bit different. But <laughs> I'll take it when I can. But, yeah, I have a, a cute little bit in that with uh, uh, Cardi B. But mine are watched a lot, and I have had people come up and thank me because they said, oh, my gosh. You, you you got it down to where it's kind of simple, and we understand that, like, you're not from Mars. It really is just a bit of performing and a bit of taking time. You know, like in, I don't know if you've seen how they make 
uh, animated films where they take one frame at a time and they draw the picture and he moves just a little bit for each frame and you put them together and but that's how you have to think in a mime you have to like okay my hand comes out of my pocket it reaches up then i grab the doorknob then i pull the door back then i let go of my hand you know you have to think in all of that and then it's very clear to the audience you know that's the thing you have to make sure that they understand what it is that you're doing because it's uh uh, you know, and, and as I say, I've kind of learned that because I've learned to talk to people. So I've combined, you know, some charades and, uh, you know, when you uh, put your, you know, uh, put your uh, finger by the side of your head and make it twirl around, that's the sign for crazy. <laughs> you know, there's all of these gestures that we do with our hands. You, you know, you put your thumb up and put it out. All of a sudden you're hitchhiking. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of uh, gestures with the fingers that we could go into <laughs> that say more than uh, you really can, which is why people uh, don't like me when they drive next to me, because I can communicate right through that glass window and, and give them an earful without saying anything. <laughs> I also was very good because uh, I'm a, a scuba diver, and so I can talk to people underwater <laughs> because of the mime. So, but that's, you, you know, people don't realize how much they do that. You know, they, um, uh, you know, putting, putting your index finger in and waving it around. We're number one. We're number one. All of that sort of thing. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. All of these things that you don't realize, uh, these gestures that, that are really uh, a big part of us. And that's why people think, oh, gosh, mime is, is, is so passe. No, the people do pantomime every day. It's something, you know, when you raise your hand in, in class, <laughs> I know the right answer. When you shake your fist at someone, you know, all of these gestures, you, you know, are things that people do every day. So it's not like I've, you know, created something completely new and different. Okay, Mark, you know what? That sounds simply fantastic. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is Mark Wenzel from Los Angeles, California. He is uh, California's and the world's favorite mime, and uh, he performs at theaters. He's performed as a mime in Disneyland, Universal Studios, Hollywood, SeaWorld, Knott's Berry Farms. He's even performed in the U.S. Senate. He has done just about, he has been to Japan, Switzerland. He's communicated in Chinese uh, and all sorts of different languages. And we're so blessed and honored to have him here to tell us, uh, you know, some great stories and, and tell us about all the good work he does. Again, my guest is Mark Wenzel. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? America, as always, probably broadcasting from a Coe, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio program. What's up, America? As always, probably broadcasting from a Coe, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today is Mark Wenzel, who is a world-renowned mime, and uh, he's been featured on Conan and The Tonight Show, as well as at Disneyland, Universal Studios Hollywood, uh, SeaWorld in San Diego, 
um, Knott's Berry Farm. He's, he's, he's performed actually in the U.S. Senate, and uh, he, he, he also offers some great classes about, uh, you know, free classes and free videos and, 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 you know, instructional videos, tutorials about how to become a mime, uh, part of what he, he does. Uh, when he's not a mime, is also doing acting and theater. And uh, one of the things, when he's not officially miming, he can talk, and he does talk. And we're, we're very glad that he can explain all of this. When he's on the job, when he's on the clock, new no talking. But mimes, you know, uh, you know, on their off time, definitely can talk. And I'm so glad that they do, because there's so much uh, important things that were said today. And we really appreciate Mark and all that he uh, does. And I want to thank Mark. I also want to thank each and every one of our radio listeners for uh, joining us today, which is basically bringing my love and passion for what I do, which is bringing you Mark's love and passion for what he does. And, you know, if you've got an idea for a show or, 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 or I mean, a guest, uh, you know, person that you want on this show, guest person, people, man, woman, child, please, uh, you know, go to my com. Give me a call. Send me an email and we're going to set it up and we're, we're, it's going to be awesome. Also, if you'd like to become a tweet peep, you can do that by going to twitter.com slash bikecara73. That is twitter.com. You could spell, you know how to spell that, slash M-I-K-E-K-A-R-A-73. And basically what you're going to get is you're going to get me saying that... Uh, the show with Mark Wenzel is done, and the show, I'm working on it. And then through Anchor, you're going to be notified that the show is ready, and you can get it. You can listen to it on iTunes, on uh, Google Play, you could, or, or, or Google Podcasts, rather. You could listen to it on uh, TuneIn and all, on Stitcher and uh, iHeartRadio. And it's really exciting that this show, uh, I really hope that this show can expand and uh getting a lot of people from France, twenty, actually like 70-some percent. Uh, so welcome if you're listening from France. Uh, you know, well, welcome. I'm, I hope that you enjoy this story. And if you've got, you've got a show idea, let me know. If anyone's got a show idea, let me know. So anyways, uh, my guest is Mark uh, Wenzel. And Mark, pleasure and honor you could join me today. Thanks so much. We truly do appreciate it. And Mark, I wanted to ask you, you, you know, when you, so when you, you are performing as a mime, does anyone ever, you know, like, like musicians say, you know, ask for songs? Does anybody say, do, do uh, trapped in a box? Do, uh, do the. Oh, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and some of them, I, I, I can, you know, do something funny with them or uh, somebody I can't, uh, some of it, they're, they're not real sure. And, uh, They'll say, "Hey, bust a move." <laughs> Just that one, I'm never quite sure what that means. <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of the robot, I think, is is what they were thinking of. But yeah, I do have. I would imagine people walked up to Frank Sinatra and started singing. It's, it's the same sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, there there's certain ones. As I say, there's cliches in mime. I try to stay away from some of them. I actually have a mustache, which is people go, gosh, I've never seen a mime with a mustache before, uh, except for maybe Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like a third eyebrow. It moves when the face moves. 
and helps the expressions. And, uh, uh, you know, when we were uh, starting out and all of a sudden here's guys with long hair and makeup and tight clothes on, I said, how can I make this look a little more butch? <laughs> so it's a, the mustache helped quite a bit. Oh, so yeah, that's that, that that's great uh, that you know you have your own unique look. So now the question is, Mark, do you think that that anyone pretty much of any size, shape, I mean, anybody could pretty much be a mime, no matter how they look. If they're six foot four and two hundred and seventy five pounds, like me, anybody could be a mime. Sure, they they start talking about the fat ones, and I immediately <laughs> uh, point to Oliver Hardy. Yeah. You know, because they did, of course, all the silent stuff before they did, uh, you know, people were used to them, you know, in the talkies. But uh, a lot of it was all the silent, you know, things, and you could see it. But, yeah, it's one of these things that, that people can do automatically. If you really think about, you know, uh, what it is, how you look, and things like that, uh, and then and, and you, you, you find someone will, will do that. They're acting something out. Someone that actually kind of looks like me, 
now we've you know now it's it, they they love it for uh, uh, the TV and things because I can fill in these little these little moments for them. So that's why you know as I said I've I've taken what I know and and put it into you know all sorts of directions. Well, like these other acts that I do, the one where I'm the the movie director. <clears throat> Well, uh, I, you know, I dress up like an old 20s movie director with the beret and the ascot and the jodspurs, you know, the, the funny pants and all of that. But because uh, everyone has phones now, everyone is ready to record. And I have um, a script. I get America's Film Institute's 100 Famous Movie Quotes. And so I have a script. You know, uh, you're going to need a bigger boat. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And when you get these people, and then I have a clapboard. That's all you need. All of a sudden, it's a movie. You do the clapboard in front of their space, have them try to say the line. Now you've got, and it's, once again, I'm not the star. I'm trying to make them the star. And the same thing, which is kind of funny, the, uh, the theremin. People said, how did you ever get involved with a theremin? Theremin is that musical instrument that makes noise without touching it. Um, you know, good vibrations by the Beach Boys is a perfect example. Uh, uh, you know, all the, uh, all the movies from the 50s, the sci-fi movies, ooh, makes that scary noise. Every Tim Burton movie ever made just has a theremin in it. And, and I thought, well, this would be fun because it makes noise when I move. But what they really wanted is they wanted to play with it. And so I bring it out, and, and it's, it's kind of funny because on, when you're performing, people come up and say, oh, that's great. Can I juggle the flaming torches? No. You know, can I get on the tall unicycle? Can I take a suck off your sax reed? No. But all of a sudden, someone comes up and says, here, you get to do it. And because you don't touch it, it's sanitary. You know, it's one of these things that everybody can play with, but you don't touch it. So I don't have to clean it after every, uh, you know, little sticky-fingered kid that comes by. So, that, but that's, that's the fun of it. I mean, you know, in this day and age, everyone is so concerned. Nobody, nobody wants to shake hands with Sneezy at Disneyland anymore. I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> But once again, it's all on the street. It's all one-on-one -on -one with these people. I'm not up on a stage. There's no, uh, you know, fourth wall, as they talk about in, in theater. You know, it's not the TV screen between us. It's me right in front of you. Here, let's have some fun. Wow. Yeah, that that's great, Mark. Okay, before we uh, go, I want to definitely mention, you know, if you've got website or social media or if our audience wants to check you out, do you have a website? Or? I have a website, uh, very simple, markwenzel.com. Oh, how nice is that? And once again, that has... Uh, the links to all of the classes and music videos that I've done, and you can see pictures of this and me at, at uh, Disneyland. Uh, there are some funny shot, shots from Disneyland because I snuck into the rides when they're in the rehab. So I'm in the jail cell with the pirates reaching for the dog with the keys, and I'm playing the organ in the Haunted Mansion. I'm doing all this stuff everybody wanted to do. It really was not Photoshop. I really was there. But, yeah, markwenzel.com, and then Facebook, 
I do periodically, uh, you know, throw nice, funny pictures and things up on Facebook. Uh, I've done, you know, this for years, and I have pictures of me from SeaWorld with all the animals. So every once in a while, I'll throw up a picture of me in a, in a walrus. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, the com will have all the things and uh, how to get a hold of me. Because as I say, I'm still performing. Uh, I, uh, I live in a, a house at the end of a dead-end street with 42 steps up to the front door. So if I can keep going up and down those steps, I can keep performing. And riding a unicycle and juggling, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, the pride of my AARP meetings. Oh, great. Now, as far as I mentioned, the YouTube uh, video and we so that was so I'm not sure if you know which one one it is, but it's. uh, Oh, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Okay, because I'd like everyone to see that if they check it out, you know. Oh, yeah, because I I do actually uh, some routines and, and, you know, it's good because I can explain, you know, I'm explaining you know, so that people don't think it's, you know, a lot of times ballet dancing, it's so far beyond what anybody could think of that they don't even consider it. But pantomime is one of those things, as I said, everybody does every day. It's it's very natural. It's one of the things we grew up with, you know, and uh, uh, even the, if you know any of the American Sign Language, I don't really sign for the deaf, but I have studied some of it. A lot of their actions are very logical because it's like, okay, this, you know, this kind of looks like a house if you do your arms like this. And this is, you know, there's one where you make one a fist and the other one two fingers and you poke it onto the fist and that's for potato. And that's how you would test a potato with like a fork. So some of these, their actions, even in the American Sign Language, are based on simple pantomime, you know, um, you know gestures oh, yeah <laughs> I've, I've 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 given you i've given you probably more than than you need to know i'm sorry i didn't oh that's uh, great I, i'd be glad to like switch it around and interview you for a while <laughs> oh <laughs> either way but that's uh that's it's uh great uh mark but i appreciate i appreciate you letting me letting me sure. uh, rant a little bit sure about i'm happy to as i say i'm hopefully it's not fading these things are not fading away because of the cell phones i mean it's a whole if, if people just uh, you know they're constantly looking up something i don't know exactly what but you know when they're always on the cell phones like that it's it, there's we've lost communication with the people standing right next to us right yeah which is, which is kind of sad because uh you know i think that's what we need more of this world is just pure old communication no no texts no you know no uh emails no all of these kind of things back and forth I and mean, being actual conversation with the person standing next to you which they would do if they were bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. But I know that people uh, uh, listen to yours on the on the phone, your your broadcast, don't they? Yeah, they they do. So hopefully, I'm not alienating your audience. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> By chatting about it, but. Uh, uh, it's just one of those things, you know, uh, uh, in this day and age, you don't see a lot of mimes uh, in the 70s and 80s. It was quite popular. 
simply because it was a job that you could go into by yourself. You didn't have to have a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a whole theater around you and cast and crew and directors and lighting. And all of a sudden you could do a show by yourself, like a stand-up comic or a juggler or a ventriloquist. It basically is, you know, be able to do a show by yourself. And those those uh, old style, I mean, I know people that are new, you know, uh, puppets, but marionettes, no less. I mean, you know, you would think of puppets on a string, what an old-fashioned idea. It still, it still works because uh, the emotion is behind it. They can make these wooden things come to life. Right. Okay, Mark, that, you know, that sounds uh, great. And, oh, yeah, with the holiday season coming up, do you do any, like, holiday theme miming? Uh, or? No, holiday theme? No, it's kind of funny. For a while I did a lot, but I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I don't do much. It's not really a themed thing for Christmas. Right. Uh, New Year's Eve parties, I always do. But Christmas, uh, not so much. Uh, you know, it's like the uh, mime elf or something. I mean, I, I have all of these friends that start growing beards in July and then dyeing them so that they can do Santa Claus for a month. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, not me. I actually did uh, Santa Claus years and years ago at, at a uh, shopping center. So I had six weeks of kids on my lap. So I've done plenty of Santa, <laughs> but that required, uh, you know, a fake beard and a lot of uh, padding. But uh, no, the New Year's Eve parties, you know, and still that's why the mime, uh, there'll, there'll be a French theme or a black and white theme. And, and uh, you know, New Year's Eve parties, of course, uh, they want, uh, you know, masks are part of uh, the New Year's Eve uh, tradition. And so I do a, a lot of New Year's Eve parties. Great, Mark. So th thank you so much for all the great stories. I said maybe you should write a book. Who knows? Uh, I know people. People say you know maybe I should I should let them know because I have been to some you know some interesting places where uh, uh, you know <clears throat> you know nobody understood any English yet they knew exactly what was going on with me. As I said, I uh, you know China you know where it's like that's uh, really an odd, but uh, in Japan. Uh, Indonesia, I mean, things where you just go, oh, my gosh, how, how did you do it? Well, and I just, I, uh, the people are the same really all over. You just have to, you know, they all know uh, uh, there are six, you know, there's six faces that are recognized around the world. Uh, uh, if you remember the Disney movie Inside Out, they did that. They had the emotions. But happy and sad surprise, uh, disgust, fear, and anger. And those six faces are recognized around the world. And every uh, action is kind of a variant of it. Uh, you know, disgust can turn into snob. And uh, anger, uh, the models use it for pouting. <laughs> so it's like, but those, those six recognized everywhere. And so that's why I try to keep going, you know, and even my, my neighbors go, oh, yeah, the mime guy. <laughs> At least I'm famous in my neighborhood. Right. Great. Great, Mark. Okay. Thank you so much for your, oh, your well, time. Thank and, you, Mike, and, and, and I do so appreciate uh, having an opportunity to chat with you. 
Okay, that sounds great. My guest has been Mark uh, okay. Wenzel, and you've been listening to the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up America? And please catch us again next time.